Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Very good evening. You're very welcome to Friday Talk Sport, an action-packed weekend of sport. And we'll be looking back at all that action over the next hour or so. Well, Kilkenny got off to a winning start in the Alliance Hurling League as they saw off the challenge of Antrim in Nolan Park. That were up with a late scare or two uh, to uh, win that game. And of course, Moonkine, they're All Ireland Club Junior Champions, as uh, they came home by a point yesterday evening against Bally Giblin. We'll have a report on that and plenty of after match reaction also. While Camogie, Kilkenny senior and intermediate teams won, as did the minors today, but it was heartbreak for the Loretta as they lost out, out west. The game was played in Balladurine. And uh, I think the pitch wasn't great. The weather wasn't good. It went extra time in 45s. And the result wasn't good either for the Loretto. We'll hear more about that later on as well. And of course we'll have our usual um, soccer results. And we'll have hockey results as well. And plenty more besides. Liam Kelly O'Rourke, you have a few of the main results from the weekend just to put everything in perspective yeah, here. Yeah, everything needs to be put in perspective after the mayhem of the past four hours on air. But sure, we'll start with the main one, Kilkenny beating Antrim 2-15 to 3-9. A great win for Colosh de Mira of Johnstown, 3-16 to 11 points over St. Fintons. That's them in a Leinster School's B final. And, of course, the Kilkenny Camogie sides, one of which in action today. The Miners won against Waterford by 13 points to 5. And there was wins over Limerick yesterday for the senior and of course our intermediates were successful as well okay so that was it I thought you were going to go on a lot longer <laughs> we can do it in, in a few minutes <laughs> alright and uh, we'll be heading to uh, Nolan Park as uh, Barry Henriquez will be reporting on that game you were at the game up in, in Croke Park so maybe you'll we'll start off with that the All-Ireland Champions yeah. alongside Mr Henriquez himself 22 points to a goal in 18 we got plenty of drama without 65s off 5 offs or 45s offs but we got a great game nonetheless Mooncoin well back Giblin put it up to Mooncoin in the early exchanges, taking the lead in the opening moments, but Mooncoin responded well. Pa Walsh, who had a sensational game right throughout at full forward, bagged their first score, and that was backed up by John Fitzgerald. And throughout the first half, barred the half-time scoreline, Mooncoin had led all the way through. They went on. A, they scored a flurry of scores between the 5th um, minute and 15th minute, with Martin O'Neill, Pa Walsh all putting over points in a commanding phase for the Mooncoin men. Bally Giblin, though, did respond with three points of their own Joey O'Sullivan and Michael Walsh on target for the Cork champions there just reminding their South Kilkenny opposition that they were well and truly in the contest but Moonkine weren't phased and points from Pa Walsh and a sensational point from Adam McCroke from a very very acute angle put Moonkine into an 8 points to 5 lead by the 28th minute and Moonkine's tails were up at that stage and it was score for score for the remainder of the half as Bally Giblin they had the next phase and they had a purple patch for the next few moments 
Ireland with the likes of Sean O'Sullivan and Colin English on target for them and almost to everyone's surprise in Crow Park if that's possible despite Mooncoin being the better side Bally Giblin just kept that scoreboard ticking and managed to squeeze their way into a 10 points to 9 lead at half time in the second half though it was a completely different story Mooncoin really upped their game they they started like a house on fire Kieran Quilty Pa Walsh and Killian Hogan who really found himself in the second half all bagged points in the opening exchanges Dean Barry though well he popped the Mooncoin balloon with a goal pulled on the ball from close range to the net to make it 110 to 10 points in Bally Giblin's favour at that stage but that was a false dawn as far as the game was concerned as Mooncoin responded three consecutive scores after that goal from Killian Hogan he got a brace of points and Pa Walsh put uh, Mooncoin within uh, put Mooncoin into a two points lead at 15 points to 110 after 41 minutes of the contest Bally Giblin responded with two further scores but really they were playing a chasing game at that stage as Mooncoin responded with point after point and uh over the next quarter, uh, Mooncoin outscored their Cork opponents by five points to four. Heading into the dying stages then, Ballygiblin did put in a late resurgence, but Mooncoin held the lead all the time, and then we got a moment of magic. Two, in fact. Adam Croke with another sensational score from another acute angle with a minute of the game to go. That was 21 points to 116 in Mooncoin's favour at that stage. And then, well, if you can get a screen or a phone in front of you, look up the sideline cut Martin O'Neill took in, towards the end of the game brilliant from the 65 metre line stuck it between the posts as our own man Barry Enrique said yesterday it was Joe Canning-esque he put it over the bar and a late Bally Giblin point just moments after that was a mere consolation as Mooncoin re- recorded a 22 points to 118 win and they're all Ireland junior champions well done Liam and uh, Barry Henrique has made his way down to the dressing rooms and uh, spoke to one or two Chadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for top class sport that, I think that was a brilliant game Willie a fantastic game of Hurling Barry look at we knew but look at we, we, we've been involved in fantastic games all through the year you know um, the Tower Rocks game really stood to us today yeah. you know they tested us in a big way I think when you know when, when the questions were asked today we were able to find the answers you know a lot, a lot of our guys um, you know they they've been on the wrong side of a defeat here a couple of years ago by a point and I suppose whether, whether it wasn't spoken about but I'm sure they had it in the back of their minds that you know what if it gets tight there's only one winner going to come out of it and that was us and to be fair you know, I think the start of that second half there you know I think we outscored them nine points to one two and the goal probably came against the run of play like you know we did a lot of hurling in there and I suppose you're always wary then if you're on top for that long that you know they're going to have a little purple patch or whatever like you know so look it was nip and tuck, nip and tuck coming down the stretch but to be fair our lads produced it like you know some of the scores we hit there today were absolutely fantastic from one, from one to whatever you use, Willie, brilliant, brilliant teamwork mm. effort. Oh, well, look at it. It's, it's, it's not just there's a great t- trust there, Willie. Oh, certainly there is. But you know what? It's not just a team effort, Barry. And, and you know, we, we, have, we have 37 players that are coming down to the field every night for training. Unfortunately, seven of those guys aren't, aren't even allowed to be named on, 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 the, on the programme on, the, on, on the same page as everybody else. Like, they come up in the same effort as all, all the lads that are on the field every single day. And we, you know, we, we respect all their efforts just as much as anyone that's on, on the first 15. Like, you know, and to be fair, they work so hard in training. They make those first 15 work really, really hard during the jersey and because of that they were able to produce it on the day then young person here we go <laughs> marvellous sale there in the first team oh, sure I don't know sure, uh, sure. it's about time, it time I did something anyway sure I was doing nothing there all year so it a big, take the hurley out uh, you enjoyed that yeah sure I was there Some win. yeah unbelievable I was there five years ago sure when we got bit so it was great to, to get back and bit of redemption and get, get up them steps to get the cup like bring it back to Munkhine it's unreal Madden, how are you, Barry? Why? Gerald, Gerald, drink porter today. Oh Jesus, the phone will be back dry. Be back dry in a few days. Can't, can't wait now. Yeah, 
<laughs> you enjoyed it. Ah, uh, brilliant, unbelievable, unreal. Had a great time out there. You had a great time. <laughs> yeah, unreal. Well done. Who was on Power. Pa, pa, made a hero. I think, I think you'll get canonised after some of the things I said about <laughs> Yeah, look, the first half probably we're kind of we were making the bad decision in the field. We brought the lads brought in there and gave us a bit of a talking to. Went out in the second half trying to right a few wrongs. So look, a few of them came off there. We got a good start. Probably that their goal there probably set us back a bit. But geez, we we tried hard out in the middle third of that field and we won it there. And that's where we, that's where we won the few frees and got the few scores. And that's where that's where all took from there then like you know that was Paul Wedge I'm going to be running over here with me tail between me legs I better talk to as many as I can Cormac Daly uh, you enjoyed yourself oh I did yeah I did, did enjoy myself big time you had yeah. a hell of a game Daly ah yeah yeah you know, you, they say you're a, a cultured full-back. Oh, yeah. Well, would I, you use the word cultured? I would. I'm used to Martin the Bull Henry and, or, <laughs> the, or the Bull Welsh uh, training there with you. So that's where I hone my wrestling skills with him anyway. So it's not too bad. It was a great win for Bull Coyne. Oh, great win, yeah. Great yeah, win yeah, for, yeah. Your, for your parish. Yeah, great win for the parish. And to get over 2017 as well and win this time is a great thing. So. well done and thanks. Cheers, Barry. Who am I talking Aidan Doyle. Aidan. Uh, you enjoyed that? Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, it, brilliant. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it'll do something for your parish. Exactly, yeah. And look, there was a lot of young players there today as well, so it was great like for us to drive it on and we'll go again now, hopefully, next year, intermediate. So, just great. So, ah, look, there was a bit of space in front of us there in the first half. It was kind of scary there in Croke Park, you know, there was a lot of space in the field. But look, we managed to, we leaked, I leaked one now, in fairness. But other than that, now we, we, we held a tight ship and we were good, so. One of the two cannons in the middle of the field, Martin. That's me. Uh, that was some win for McCoy. I sure it was. Our lads were tough, weren't they? They were hardy boys, yeah, but sure. Look, it was far from, we made it hard on ourselves too, but look, it means, it means more to us to see what it means to everyone else, you know, so yeah. look, there's 15, 20 lads. Own, in front of all your own people. But last it is the Moonkind one, like, is the parish, there's a win for the parish, you know, the team is only representing it. Sure. From the small ones born two days ago to... They were lads crying in the stand, you know, that's what it's all about. So. And there was plenty of them? Oh, there was plenty of them, but so that's, what, that's what you're doing it for, so. Great. Chadwick's Kilkenny, supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City Sport on 88.7 FM. Okay, and that was uh, the action there in uh, Croke Park and in the dressing room. Barry Henriquez was watching the match in Nolan Park. Kilkenny against Antrim in the Alliance Hurling League, the opening round. Yeah, it was a good game, Pat. Um, well, goodish game, I'd have to say, goodish game. Uh, it was um, Antrim came with a, a set purpose in mind that, that they were depending an awful lot on their close game and working the ball through the through the lines and uh, moving with great uh, pace and. and, and Working with working with great pace, John Donnelly opened the scoring for Kilkenny. They were playing against the Breeze, but the Breeze, although it was a factor, uh, it was very hard to work out who, in fact, it was favouring. Or sorry, Keegan uh, Malloy opened the scoring for the Antrim men. They got a point after about thirty seconds, and Sean Elliott tore straight through the heart of the Kilkenny defence to slip the ball into the not slip it he just left uh, Dara Brennan absolutely helpless in the goal he had no chance whatsoever as he got within about five five I would go and say five miles five yards of him to slam the ball into the back of the net it was a great goal indeed but uh, that left the Antrim that's cock a hoop after about three minutes a goal and a point and no score from Kilkenny James Bergen opened Kilkenny's score with a point uh, uh, within the fifth minute and then uh, Kieran Clark uh, and James Bergen exchanged points and it was nip and tuck all the way Ma- Antrim, or, uh, the Antrim boys were moving well they got uh, 
they got the first uh, the for, Kilkenny got their first goal right on the call of half time it was a brilliant goal scored in the 34th minute scored by Mossy Keown but one would have to say that Tom Phelan whom I thought had a very creditable game made a brilliant brilliant catch tore a hole through the uh, Antrim defence laid it off cross field ball to Mossy Keown Mossy stepped to one side and slammed it to the back of the net that was that was not Mossy's first uh, only goal of the match because he got one later on at one six apiece that's the way they turned around at half time Kilkenny hurled well then until the 48th minute when um, uh, until the 45th minute again when um, Mossy Keown got a great goal uh, fed, uh, fed by Billy Ryan Billy won a ball down the corner he was, his passage to goal was blocked off by about three defenders he came out around in the loop he spotted uh, he spotted uh, Mossy standing all on his own and from the Greg Bally Callaman gave it to the own men they don't give him too much up in that country but he gave it to him in perfect pass into his hand Mossy took a few steps made a bit of traffic but left the goalkeeper absolutely helpless in the goal 2-9 to one. Six it was at that stage. Kikenny were cruising. John Donnelly made it to ten to one uh, to one six, and then uh, the Antrimen got their first point, a super point indeed from Dan McKernan, Don McKernan, when he put a ball over his shoulder and straight over the bar to narrow the gap, but only just left two goals between the sides. It was nip and tuck then until the fifty-eight minute when Connor Johnson broke through. He got a tremendous pass from out the field. I I think it was from uh, Joe Maskey, the half back. He left he Maskey left the ball in behind the uh, on a, a tent of Kilkenny full back line, and um, the uh, Connor Johnson was all on his own. Went in with the ball and left. Um, he left uh, Dara Brennan helpless in the Kilkenny goal. And now now all of a sudden we had a three-point game and nerves were being uh, afraid somewhat. Mossy Keown relieved the pressure for Kilkenny with a point in the 59th minute. There was four points between the sides. But then uh, the... Uh, Got another point from uh, Wally. Wally came on the uh, came on at half time. Uh, he won a ball late on around the 60th minute. Grabbed it, went down the field, went made about 30 yards, and then nonchalantly slammed it over the bar. And it, that emitted the cheer of the day as Wally turned around, put punched the air, and that was a great point for Wally. Kelly, Kelly were kind of going all right at that stage. Five points in it, and there was only. Actually, there was only about eight minutes to play. John Donnelly got a free, made it uh, six points. But then in the 66th minute, uh, Antrim attack saw the ball going into full forward. Neil McManus, Neil McManus, uh, took a run at the Kilkenny defence, slammed it into the back of the goal, into the back of the net. That was 3-9 for them. That's 18 points. Kilkenny had one point more, two goals and 14, but Kilkenny saw it out with a John Donnelly point late on in, in added time. Good game. No great reputations. And, and nobody uh, enhanced their reputation out there. I thought maybe um, Conor Deegan or... 
Deegan had a, a very good game in the middle of the Paddy Deegan had a very good game I thought in the middle of the field and I thought that David Blanchfield from Bridge heard well Hugh Lawler okay too but up front like I, I thought Billy Ryan and nobody didn't mention him an awful lot after the match but I thought Billy Ryan had a very good game Mossley you'd have to say Mossley had a good game because he stuck the ball in the back of the net and added a couple of points to it 2-2 from any man's score is uh, is a fair return on any match and Wally lifted the lifted the uh, lifted the enthusiasm in the pitch uh, by his when he came on at half time and his point as I said got the cheer of the game Kilkenny deserved to win indeed the first touch certainly leaving down the Antrimon Alright thanks Barry Joe Hennessy you watched the game your impressions That's right Pat yeah, I really enjoyed the game and I thought Antrim were very enthusiastic they were crisp enough and played very well now to their credit and they had the, uh, the elements with them in the first half and probably Unlucky not to go in, maybe leading at half time. The goal we got before half time from Mossy Kuhn there, that levelled it up 1 6 apiece. But um, Kenny tore into the game then in the second half, had started hitting a few pints, but could have easily had another eight pints plus overall in the game. But the shooting was up a bit. But the effort, even though they were hitting wides, the, the forwards were getting plenty of ball, and I thought their effort all over the team. The, work, the workmanship was very good, no problem there. It's just the, the shooting let us down a little bit and could easily have had another eight pints plus. Uh, we missed Connor Delaney when he went off uh, in, uh, you know, that presence in the full back line. That's true, that's true, but uh, that gave another opportunity there to, was it John Wallace? Yeah, Kieran Wallace came Kieran on, yeah. Wallace, yeah. So, look, these things are going to happen now. It's, it's a 20-man game. And uh, look, we're nicely pies now going up to Torless next weekend. And look, it's going to be a huge battle. They bring out the best to us, and we bring out the best to them. So, look, we'll we'll see what will happen and what kind of a team will be going out and who's available and who's injured or whatever. But there's one thing for sure: there'll be a big crowd in Torless next weekend. All right, Joe. Thanks very much. Thank you, Pat. Th- that's Joe Hennessy there, and uh, Nikki Brennan. You're uh, an armchair, uh, I suppose, fan this weekend. Uh, did you see any of the Kilkenny game? No, Pat. I saw none of the game. I was listening, obviously, to the Barry and uh, Joe there, and obviously watching it on Twitter and what was happening. I suppose my observation was that uh, in the first half we seemed to miss a lot of chances, but conditions were difficult with the breeze, and uh, obviously Connor Delaney going off. Actually, that causes us big worries now because we don't have a natural fullback. Yulaller has been settling in at centre back, so they may be forced into bringing him back to the full back line. To be quite honest about it, uh, because the full back line that we have without Connor Delaney is just not going to suffice. Now, look at in the second half when, well, I don't know, there was a, didn't appear to be a clear breeze there. Listen to the lads, but nevertheless, you know, while Antrim are an improving team, nevertheless, you know, if Kilkenny have ambitions to go somewhere this year. We should have been able to push on better in the second half. Now, I know that's all in the context of uh, listening to what's being said on the radio and uh, watching the scores coming up on uh, the, the Twitter feed. But I would imagine that um, uh, Brian would probably have been not not uh, too happy with, the, with it at the end of the game. The win was important, but I'd say uh, to not to have won it a bit more convincingly will be disappointing. What about other league results across the, the country and uh, well, was, a Limerick watching, in trouble? Uh, I, I, yeah, I was watching Dublin and uh, Wexford. In that game, Pat, there was uh, the referee from Antrim, actually, he dished out 17 cards, two of which were red. 
There was a couple of blacks in it and loads of yellow. I thought he was over fussy. Now, look, at the bottom line was Parnell Park is a very tight field, and you could see that today with the closeness of the exchanges. And I thought myself the ref could have let the thing go a little bit. Look, at the end of the day, maybe Dublin could have held out for a win, but probably a draw was a fair result uh, for uh, for both teams. I think they're two very decent teams in terms of uh, who's next behind Limerick, and I know we'll talk about them in Wexford in a minute. I was watching that too. Um, still, that goal... Dublin are certainly improving and Kilkenny will be coming up again Dublin in the league and will have Waterford in the league as well so we know what's coming down the line there and they seem to be well up for look as regards the game in Wexford clearly Limerick were down a number of uh, regular players and uh, Wexford I suppose uh, did not have got stuck in made it a tight game didn't give them any space and it'll be a bit of a boost to Wexford uh, having I know they lost the Welsh Cup to Dublin last weekend it might have been the be-all and end-all but I think Wexford have shown that uh, on a given day there's plenty of resilience resilience in the team and they, uh, they, they got, they'll be very happy with that win it's always good to have a win even if your opposition is down a few as regards last night well Tipperary were stretched a fair bit by uh, Leash in that game up in Port Leash and I think Jason Ford once again was their go-to man while Cork were always the better of Clare Clare seemed to struggle a fair bit uh, down in uh, Park Creeve last night but Cork got off to a great start and uh, were, were worthy winners of that particular game so and I think the final game then was pretty much one way traffic uh, awfully stood with Tipperary for a little bit but then it they opened up and uh, Galway were very comprehensive winners, double scores, and uh, I think Henry will be very happy with his uh, result today. As I said, it's it's a game he would have clearly targeted to win, and uh, I think they're down in the Gaelic grounds next week, so that should be a humdinger of a match. But clearly, his uh, he made the sort of start in the league that uh, he was hoping for. So that's the league. Can he go to Thurles next uh, Sunday at a quarter to four, and that'll be a, a real searching test of Kenny to see where we are, even if Tipperary are in the team building program at the moment as well. All right, thanks, Nicky. That's Nicky Brennan there, and he was uh, watching stuff from the armchair. We'll take a break. Jadwick's Kilkenny on Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport. Jadwick's Kilkenny, supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City Sport on 88.7 FM. Okay, we're 27 minutes past six, and we're heading towards Camogie. And uh, Paddy Kelly, well, he journeyed out to uh, Callan, John Locke Park, Kilkenny. In action in the Little Woods League, Division yeah, 1. They were a pass and uh, there are no convincing winners there by 118 to 110. I have a report on here, so I'll just put it out there. Uh, Kenny played Limerick and John Knox Park in the first round of the Little Woods Camogie League Championship and ran out comfortable enough winners on a scoreline of 118 to Limerick's 110. Kenny opened the scoring after just a minute when Katie Nolan was fouled going towards goal and the same player, Julie, popped over the... F- popped the free over the bar to open the scoring for Kenny. Limerick responded immediately with a well-worked point from play by Limerick forward Cueva Lyons to level the score after three minutes. Limerick went ahead with a point by, from play by centre forward Rebecca Dealey and that was the last time led in this match. Kenny in the driving seat from there on in. A superb point from the sideline by Neve Dealey to level matters at two points each and a Miriam Walsh popped over the point to put Kenny in the lead. Denny Fadoyle added another point for Kenny and the decisive moment of the first half came in came Kenny way when a high-loving ball sent in by Steffi Kilkenny Steffi Fitzgerald towards the Limerick goal mouth was connected by Katie Nolan's deft touch into the back of the Limerick's net to put Kilkenny on a scoreline of 1-4 to Limerick's two points. Miriam Wall scored another good point from play to further Kilkenny lead and Mary O'Connell also got in the score sheet with a scoring a good point from play. So the score was 1-6 to Kilkenny to Limerick two points. Limerick got the next two scores with Rebecca Dealey point after good passes played by Limerick. Then Lively... 
Kilkenny forward Katie Nolan scored another scored another point for Kilkenny with a point from play and tagged on a free as well with Kilkenny 1-8 to 3 points after 24 minutes in the first half Limerick's Cueva Costello put over a nice point from play and just before half time whistle Katie Nolan then popped over a point from a free to leave the score at half time 1-9 to Kilkenny to Limerick's 4 points with Kilkenny playing with a strong win at their backs to give them a good advantage going into the second half it was Kilkenny who started quicker over the blocks with points from play from Katie Nolan and Miriam Wells. Now Kilkenny won 11 to Limerick's 4 points. Limerick responded with two well-taken frees by Cueva Costello for further scores for Limerick. Katie Nolan put a Kilkenny forward ahead with a free with Limerick's Cueva Costello putting a nice point over from play in response. The score then was Kilkenny 112 to Limerick's 7 points. Kilkenny pressed on again with points from play by Katie Nolan and Laura Murphy respectively. Limerick had then some dimmer of hope when a well-worked and well-taken goal by forward Rebecca Dealey brought the def- deficit down for Limerick to Kilkenny 114 to Limerick's 1-8. Kilkenny responded with points from sub Katie Power, Steffi Fitzgerald and Miriam Welch all coming from play with Kelly- Kilkenny having worked the ball from defence to midfield to put these forwards in good scoring positions. Katie Nolan tagged on another place ball with, with Limerick responding with points in the dying minutes of the game from Cueva Coslow and Sarah Bryan to leave the final score at Kilkenny 118 to Limerick's 110. Kilkenny will be happy to register points on the league table with a new look squad who quitted themselves well with a few new faces. With Tiffany Fitzgerald solid at full back, Laura Murphy busy in midfield, the return of Julianne Malone, and with Sarah Crowley settling in at wing back after being drafted up from last year's intermediate grade. Limerick tried hard in the game and it's always competitive, but with Kilkenny coming by the scores a little easier and always was in control of the game, with their style of a play adapting to the conditions, being direct in the first half with the win, and using the short passing game against the win in the second half to put their forwards in very good positions. Katie Nolan contributed with the bulk of the scores being the chief scorer with 1-8, 1-3 from play and plus 5 from freeze with Miriam Walsh from 4 good points from play and also contributions from Neve Dealey, Aoife Doyle, Katie Power, Laura Murphy and Mary O'Connell and Steffi Fitzgerald. So it was 1-18 to Kilkenny, Limerick 1-10 and our next match I think is approximately 3 weeks time at Stone and Clare. OK, thanks Paddy and uh, in the intermediate while Kilkenny had a good win over uh, Tipperary at 3-8 6 points and uh, I spoke to uh, Paddy Butler about uh, that game which took place out in Park Lacton in Freshford Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM Yeah, they had uh, the assistance of the very strong breeze and, uh, it, took, uh, it took them a while before the day they got any upper hand now it was about the eight minutes now um before they got the first point when uh, Anya Phelan had a point and then she had her second point in around the tenth minute so it was two points but uh you know the Tipperary girls were defending fairly well and even Tipperary were not defending well um but they you know so um Aston uh, Grace, and she had two points in the 11th and the 14th minute. And nice. Four points. And uh, who got the goal? No, uh, then there was no score in about the 25th minute. Hannah Scott, uh, she, she did James Stevens' lady. She had a point in the 25th minute, and straight away she had her first goal. She had two goals uh, in the 26th minute. She had her first goal, so that stretched the lead in a bit. One five to to still no score for the Tipperary girls. So then was it uh, Carly Comerford from Muckley? She added a point. 
before uh, Kieran McCaw for Tipperary had a had her opening point from a free, and then in the thirtieth minute she had another point that left it one six uh, to two points, and then Tara Ronan had a point just on the call of of half time. It left at one seven to not two, so that gave them an eight point lead, and it looked like they needed with the, the strength of the breeze. But uh, in the, on the resumption, then had a Scott in the ninth minute had her second goal, so that kind of uh, nearly settled the game as a contest. Jarrick Kilkenny supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City Sport on eighty eight point seven FM. And uh, that was uh, Paddy Butler there watching that game. On to, uh, well, we'll go on to the college's uh, camogie. And uh, that was, uh, well, uh, I suppose a tough day at the office for both teams. And uh, Canis Brennan watched this for Community Radio Kilkenny City. Canis Brennan, you watched the game between the Loretta and the Prez Athen Roy. Uh, difficult conditions and a hard-fought game. Yeah, Pat, it was uh, extremely bad conditions in West of Ireland weather. I mean, there was a gale force breeze and absolute torrent of rain coming down for most most of the game. I mean, the pitch was green at the start and it was black and brown at the end of it and uh, very, very difficult conditions also right through the game for, for, for both teams. Were both teams surprised that there was extra time? Yeah, well, I think everyone was surprised. I mean, at the end of the pitch, I went down to the, uh, the principal at the... At the Colin Kerr of the referee thought he thought it was a replay because I mean that's what was listed on the on the official fixture on the website that was going to be the second day, which was which was which was great because the match was going to be probably in Kilkenny at Kilkenny venue maybe next weekend. I mean, um, but for some reason or someone seemed to dictate that it was extra time of ten minutes each half. So um, they they went on ahead and I mean it was very tough on the girls though for for considering that a lot of them probably had to play the final day with Kilkenny minors as well. So. Very yeah, well, I, you'd imagine that when it's on the official website, who makes the, who made the decision then? I don't know. There's, there's a rumour going around that there was some agreement done during the week between the schools that possibly if it went to, if it was a draw, they were going to play extra time. But I mean, I mean the the twenty five thing at the end seemed to come out of nowhere. You know, I mean, um, it, it certainly did, and there was there was there was certainly no one prepared for it anyway. It was it was a it was very much to look at the draw when it went to 45, but I mean, it was it was very tough and very fast to say even in that kind of condition. I mean, it was, it was you wouldn't be blunt, you wouldn't put a dog out in, in the weather that that they were playing in, and it, it was it was frightening. The the the, the I mean, and, and fair use to the girls to put on a great display both sides there and some. Well, uh, the, both teams seem to hurl themselves to a standstill, and from your reports yesterday, you know they were cramping all over the place. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, I mean, there was actually the the Gala girls, the after my presentation girls, seemed to cramp a lot more than than the Loretta girls being faced. The other girls, was, uh, I know, they, they got a bad injury to Ava, she, Ava Sheffield near the end when she was a bit of she was a lost one because she was very dominant, very physical. But um, there was a, there was a lot of uh, uh, rooks, a lot of rooks that went down a while, and it was very hard to get a ball up. Now, the majority of the time, it was Kenny girls came out with it, like Ashley McCarty and. Emma no was, was phenomenal, particularly Ashley, the way she was able to gather a ball and rook and bring it out. She was by by far the standout player on the pitch. Um and but like it was it was very hard to get the ball up the field, really hard. 
Right, and, but as you say, I suppose uh, I, I can't, um, I can never take this uh, starting out championship games uh, either on penalties or 45s. It just doesn't, uh, I, I just uh, can't see it fair to any club or any county. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was a moral, it was a moral victory, you know, they won in the end. It was a moral victory, and that's right. I know they got to look at the draw at the end of the game yesterday. I mean, because, uh, I mean, they had. It was, uh, it, I mean, they'd, they'd missed, in the first five, they'd missed two each, and, and, and um, I mean, it was no, absolutely no reflection on Ashley, because she was brilliant, I mean, she was totally unlucky that she missed the, the sixth one, and, and uh, Sabina Rabbit had got it, I mean, she was totally lucky in the end, and I thought it was, it was in a horrible way to end the, an All-Ireland semi-final, horrible way. Okay, and that was uh, Canis Brennan there and uh, given the account of what happened yesterday. Now, Jerry Drennan has explained maybe why that game went to extra time and 45s and the pressure on colleges to finish their competition. Jerry Drennan, tell me a little bit about the situation in the, the Camogie uh, because uh, it seems very unfair both to the Loretta and the Prez, Athan Roy, that they had to go to extra time and 45s yesterday in such horrendous conditions in uh, on a uh, horrendous surface. Absolutely, I, I would agree 100% with you. Um, it's a terrible way to, to finish off a game or to decide a game. The, the best alternative there would be for Ratton Wright to come down and play a replay next Saturday against Loretto. Um, the problem is this year is the inter-county camogie has started a couple of weeks earlier than normal. And the All-Ireland Colleges Camogie Council met after Christmas and with the COVID problem, so many students out the first week of January after school, the All-Ireland Colleges put all their dates back by one week to give schools a chance to play after competitions. But then the Camogie Association weren't happy with that and the All-Ireland Colleges had to revert and come up with the uh, the solution, in inverted commas, to only have replays for an All-Ireland final, uh, not to have them for the quarterfinals or the semifinals because it was impinging and cutting in on the inter-county minor Camogie competitions, which are starting today. So that's it. that left uh, the decision that... In the event of a draw, yesterday's game was to go to extra time and then to 45s, which is an, an awful way for girls who have put in so much effort and their, their management as well over the winter to have to finish off and lose out 4-3 and 45s. Terrible decision. But the root of the problem is from the inter-county camogie starting too early or earlier than usual and cutting in on the schools' competitions. And, and on that... Um, the school's competitions get very little publicity. If anyone wants to find out today any of the results of the eight senior Camogie schools semi-finals played yesterday, they'll do very well to see them on any Camogie Association Twitter account. Um, they get very little PR from, from the, the Camogie Association up high, which is, which is very depressing, to be honest. So there you have it. That's Jerry Drennan giving uh, the account of why the uh, game went to extra time and 45s and all the rest and uh, why the games have to be finished. And I suppose, fairly obvious, there were six those players from the Loretta playing uh, with Kilkenny minor team today. So that'll give you, I suppose, uh, an idea of what's happening. And uh, I suppose... Um, looking after the welfare of players. We hear a lot about it, <laughs> but it goes out the window fairly quick. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Chadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for top class sport. Okay, we're going to hockey now, and Tristan Linus has all the results. 
Yes, Matt. Um, so the um, uh, uh, big result of the uh, weekend was for the uh, ladies uh, first who won 3 0 uh, against uh, Wexford, Sarah, Paula, and Ava on target. And we're pretty sure that means they have the League One, so it's a bit, uh, well done to them. Uh, the uh, ladies seconds won 4 1 in the uh, Cup quarter final with Leah Hill, Katrina Toomey, Emma Shepherd, and Alice McGarry on, on target. Uh, the ladies thirds won 1 uh, 0. Uh, in their shield match against Bray with Lydia, Lydia Cody on target. The, our first-year girls, uh, the school-age team, won 8-3 against Nace. Uh, the men's uh, first then, unfortunately, lost 3-2 to Rathgar, with Eddie Healy getting the two goals uh, there. And our under-14 boys won their cup semi-final 4-1 with Kevin McKeown with two, David Balfour and Sam John O'Shea on target there. So pretty good weekend all round, barring a bit of a blip for the men. OK, thanks very much, uh Norman, or Tristan, <laughs> says I. No, 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 my pleasure, Pat. <laughs> Thanks very much. Okay, we're off and uh, we're going talking uh, colleges hurling because a bit of an upset in Munster when our skull Reach came a cropper against Tulla, Tulla Community School winning their very first uh, Dr. Harty Cup. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Jerry Drennan, uh, Colleges Hurling and Colossal of Johnstown are in the Leinster final. They are, yes. I was up at their match in Camaros today against St. Fintons of Sutton. Colossal were the better team all through. Um, conditions were tough, especially in the second half. There was a, a huge downpour of rain. But they set up themselves very well in the first half and they were in a 2 8 to 8 point lead at half time. The goals came from. Tomás Sharkey, who uh, pulled first time on a Derek Queeley delivery. Tomás Sharkey was named in the subs, but he started the game today instead of Alex Burke from Emeralds, who was um, unavoidably absent. And Tomás Sharkey actually was one of the best players on the field today. So the second goal came when Damien Corbett from Gordon Hood, Len Gould, who was on the Tipperary minor panel, solo passed two um, defenders for Sutton and stuck it in the back of the net. 2 8 to 8 points at half time for St. Fintons. Um, in the second half, when St. Finton's had gone back into it just before half-time with three or four frees, the second half, Colossal needed a good start, and they got it when Charlie Brennan took a pass again from Tomás Sharkey and hit a cracking ball to the top of the net. And from there to the end, Colossal were pushed on all the way. St. Finton's missed some frees, and their heads began to drop. But they fought all right, but Colossal were the better team. So great performances. Michal Ahern at centre field for Emeralds, uh, from Emeralds and Derek Queeley were very good, particularly in the second half. Callum Lonergan was very strong up front, and Cody Comerford from the Harps at centre-back showed some great speed and some very good skill. But up front, it was Tomás Sharkey and Damien Corbett who took the honours in the scoring. So that puts Colossal Johnstown into the semi-final of the uh, College's B hurling against Burr, who had a, a narrow one-point victory over Mount Rath last Thursday in Port Leash. Burr, that match is fixed for next weekend. Burr Community School are a very good team. They have one or two of the Offaly minors that um, reached the semi-final against Kilkenny. Uh, which is played last May in Port Leash, and they're a very, very big and physical team. So it will take Colossal all their time to win, but they have loads of skill, especially in their forwards up front. Should be a great final. Jerry, uh, the A Championship now, a surprise down in uh, Munster with Tulla over turning Ardskull Reach, who looked uh, to be the team to beat. That's right. Ardskull Reach, after their huge victory over Tulla CBS last weekend, uh, would have been favourites going into yesterday's Harty Cup final 
uh, but they were overturned by Tulla, who won their first, St. Joseph's Tulla, who won their first ever Hearty. And uh, that was a massive result. Now, there's an awful lot of Clare Miners on both teams, as well as a few Limerick lads, of course. But um, St. Joseph's Tulla goes straight through to the semi final, and it puts Art Skull Reach now. They're not out yet, and they're still dangerous. They're into a quarter final, where they will meet the Connacht winners' presentation, Athen Rye, who beat Gart Community School yesterday in the Connacht final. And by the way, Gart Community School are also in a quarter final where they will play the winners of the, the All Kilkenny Clash during the week of St. Kieran's and Kilkenny CBS, which takes place on Tuesday. So the winners of that have a prize of a, a quarter final against Gart Community School, which should be very interesting down the road. Okay, that's Jerry Drennan there and uh, College's Roundup. So uh, looking forward to a great game on Tuesday. Kilkenny CBS taking on St. Kieran's College, and that'll be a great game. Two o'clock, Nolan Park. Yeah. Saul Liam Kelly O'Rourke tells me he's a, he's a martyr for hardship. There's no doubt about it. All right, um, where are we now? We're on to uh, Kilkenny. Oh, we're on to soccer results. And uh, John Corrigan, how are you, John? Not too bad, Pat, and yourself? Great. Uh, I start with the um, yesterday on the 19 league. It was Thomastown United 2, Freebos was 4, Evergreen 2, Callan 1, and Dean Celtic had a big win over Paulstown. Now, all our outside competitions today went by the wayside for one reason or the other. Beachwood and Freebos, was, that was off because the pitch in Beachwood is unplayable. That will revert to Kenny in a couple of weeks' time. St. Canis has got a walkover from Glen Muir from the Meads League, and unfortunately, River Rangers had to concede one. To, to, by Cabin Teeley so they, none of them played into the Premier Division two games big win for Clove United Clove United 2 Thomastown United 1 and Highview Athletic A3 Bridge United A1 that was, that was a big result for Highview in that you can't uh, trust in, neighbours sure you can't you can't trust <laughs> neighbours no into Division 1 and was Fort Rangers 1 Armand Villa oh, sorry Fort Rangers 4 Armand Villa 1 and Evergreen A and B and C played out a nil all draw. In Division Two, Freshford Town seven, Bridge United B one, and there was some kind of a mix up in the Castle War- Thomas Town Castle Warden game. It didn't go ahead. And in Division Three, New Park B nil, Brookville four, and I'm still waiting on the Dean Celtic B Evergreen forty six results that didn't that didn't come in yet. So there was a couple of upsets going by um, just as well Jim wasn't doing a treble on our local <laughs> one this week and there was a couple of upsets in that as well and he'd be getting the blame I tell you, I tell you, John, he, he's just after dying of a heart attack when he heard you lead with Fort Rangers 1. Yeah, not of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was still going to say he won, so he'd be all right. <laughs> he'd be all right. He's only one winning. Okay, all right. Uh, thanks, John. Right, talk to you about it. And, of course, all the soccer chat on Tuesday night, uh, 6 to 7, uh, with all their biased opinions on everything. Okay, we're heading to Kilkenny Minor Camogie. There are winners today at 13 points to 5. Chadwick's Kilkenny, supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City Sport on 88.7 FM. Well, it's a good win in the end, 13-5, but I mean, in the first 10 minutes, I mean, it took 12 minutes to get their first score, it was 2-1 at that stage, but I mean, they really struggled for the first 10 minutes physically, and, and they were totally off their game, and then they started waking them up, and they really got back into it, and were, were, leading, were leading by 5.72 at half-time, and they um, they played well after that now, I mean, they, and, and, and right up to half-time, they got physical with the water girls, they started hurling really well. Amy Clifford started coming to her own and um, the backs were well marked Natanya and Natanya Jackson and, and Maya and, and I held the full back well 
and been driven on down by the halfback line and the race has been control and they sealed quite well and drove it on as well but went to the second half then I mean they had it up I mean the five points they had against the wind so they, I mean they, again water got quite physical with the girls I mean they got they got I think five, five yellow cards in the second half the water girls did I think it was uh, it was they got quite tough and physical but in fairness to the girls they, um, they, they, they marshaled it well and pushed on by carrying the ball and I mean they, they got some great scores near the end um, I mean, to, to the credit to the the girls who had played yesterday, they all played really well in, in, the, in considering they played at 80 minutes, 20, 20, 20 hours before. So I mean, but not not just them. I mean, it was all the other girls. Leisha Nolan was very good. Natalia Jackson back was very good. Um, Amy Clifford was, was back to her best again. I mean, throwing over balls in front of goals whenever she had a chance. She was she was really on target. And Claire Donnie was always good for a few scores as well. So it was a well well worked win. Now I mean, I'd say Mick Wall is very happy with, with getting away with a win out of it. Is there a round robin series in this? Yes, they go on next Sunday now and they're playing players. So I mean, they're they're in what maybe an easier group because Cork and Galway are in the other side with Wexford. So I mean, they go on. There's two come out of the group. Two come out of the group, and if whoever wins the group, will go straight through to a possible semi-final. So they'll, they'll have less games to play. But so they're down in Clare now next Sunday again, and and uh, if they win that, they'll be probably through to a possible semi-final. If not, it's probably quarter-final. Okay, and that was Kenneth Brennan there, and he was watching that there in uh, Thomastown today. A few texts in about uh, Kilkenny today. Well, uh, won't be too critical, lack some ideas about working the ball out and uh, to deliver to the forwards. And uh, what else? Martin O'Neill looks as if he has something to offer. That's Moonkine, then, of course. And. Uh, Jim Rowan says congratulations to Kilkenny on their win and also to Moonkine and uh, also Benjamin was on and yeah here we are Benjamin and uh, congratulations to Moonkine claiming the All-Ireland title regarding today's game uh, would be concerned by the concession of two late goals against 14 men allied to the chance uh, that required a stunning save from Darren Brennan to secure victory uh, very true Benjamin alright Bear Scott how did Kemby get on yesterday? Uh, you ran all right, Pat, but I think Kimbo's best days are behind him. <laughs> like, like myself. <laughs> he didn't win. He didn't win, no. Right, okay. <laughs> we leave that that so. What about the results today? Well, today, Pat, they started at 12.45 and Leperstown in the first place was won by number 11. Party Central, the 7-4 favour. Second was number 12, say goodbye, 33-1. And third was number 14, Bentown Girl, 11 to 1, and 15 ran. The 120 went to number 7, Gallopin de Champ, 9 to 4 on favourite. Second was number 8, Master McShee, 12 to 1. And third was number 6, Galliard Dumas, made 33 to 1, and 8 ran. The next is the 150, this was won by number 3, Chacon Pourchois, 7 to 4 on favourite. Second was number four, Dunvegan, at 10 to 1, and five ran. The next race, the 225, this was won by number 17, Birchdale, 9 to 2 favourite. Second was number 14, Foxy Jacks, 33 to 1. Third, number 16, Winter Escape, 33 to 1. And fourth, here was number 7, Gallant Jonjo, 11 to 1, and 17 ran. And in the next race, the 3 o'clock, the big race of the afternoon, the Irish champion Earl was won by number 5, Honeysuckle, 5 to 1 on favourite. Second was number 2, Sanhire, 6 to 1, and 5 ran. 
335, the winner was number 6, uh, Gerhard, 13 to 8 on favourite. Second, number 7, 3 Stripe Life, 5 to 1. And third was number 1, Colonel Mustard, 14 to 1. Number 2 was an on-runner, and they ran. The 410 went to number 10, Call Me Lyrene, 20 to 1. Second, number 5, Magic Tricks, 9 to 1. Third, number 9, Autumn Evening, 28 to 1. And fourth here was number 16, C. Duper, 5 to 1. The beaten favourite here, or C. Duper, 5 to 1. Yeah, the beaten favourite was number 27, and 28 ran. And finally, the 440 was won by number 11, Lily de Berlay, 40 to 1. Second was number 3, Basking Bessie, 33 to 1. And third was number 10, Liberty Dance, 14 to 1. Beaten favourite here was number 14. And 16 left. Okay, thanks, Bear. Bye, All right, and uh, just to finish up, uh, we had a, an unusual incident today, uh, Barry, in yep. the match. Yeah, tell me. We had. Uh, and uh, this is going to be a question for you now, Nicky. Nicky, don't turn on. There was a player's name, an Antrim player committed a foul, the referee went to talk to him. Uh, uh, while he was talking to him, there was an announcement made. Another Antrim player was announced as a substitute for the player that the referee was talking to about the foul. Yeah, right. Okay, so he ran on, and the referee was still talking to the Antrim player the commissioner foul, and the next thing, the referee gave the Antrim player the commissioner foul the red card. He was off, but the referee wouldn't let the sub come in. Do you know in, what I mean? In, in, so Antrim still finished with 14 men. So interpret that, Nicky. I'm oh, sorry, Pat. I couldn't hear what you were saying there. Now the line is not good, so we might have to. You might ask me that question tomorrow evening when I'm in there with you. Okay. Well, we'll have a written version of it for you. That's okay. I'll follow that tomorrow evening. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Nicky. You ducked out, Nicky. You ducked out, Nicky. You sat on the br- you sat on the ditch, Nicky. <laughs> Okay, um, were you were you impressed with uh, Munkine yesterday, Liam? Uh, very much so, Pat. I mean, it what was impressed you? I mean, they only won by a pint. Come on, <laughs> the other crowd uh, must have been decent. It w- must have been good too. Uh, no, in fairness, they were decent. In fairness, and they had you take someone like Joey O'Sullivan, who was very reliable on freeze. He played wing forward. Sean O'Sullivan as well. I'm not sure if they're related. They had two good games, and their other forwards complemented as well. well. But, but they didn't have that spark that Moonkine had. I mean, you have to remember as well that the reason it was a one point game was because Moonkine shot themselves in the foot on a number of occasions where Ballygiblin players were heading nowhere and they were giving away fouls that just didn't okay. need to be given away right. but look let's not be negative because I don't want moon kind people coming after me they put in <laughs> a brilliant performance they like, like tactically that, one truly their the positioning yeah. the creation of space and extra men but they've been doing, doing that the whole time all the year yeah, yeah. yeah. they're yeah, well, a far well, better team and James McGarry said it was the best junior hurling match he's seen in quite a lot what time. I uh, liked uh, listening to it, uh, was that um, when Bally Giblin got the goal yeah. moon kind came up and got a Point eleven, and I think they got another point after that. That's so right. It was three yeah, or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the it was, it, was, it was a great response. You it was know, a great game, lads. It was a brilliant okay, game for that's Junior. That's enough. Now you're finished. <laughs> off you go into the sunset. Thanks everyone for uh, joining us here on uh, our roundup of sport this evening, and thanks to our sponsors Chadwick's as well. And just to tell you, Nicky will be back tomorrow. So he tells me. Uh, so we look forward to that. By and God bless. Take care. I think is it Tommy is up next. Yes. Okay, he's here.
Chadwick's Kilkenny, supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City Sport on 88.7 FM.